0: Welcome to the 12 Beers of Christmas podcast and um, in what's become an annual event for me uh, I've finally decided to to commit this to the airwaves um, Yes, this year the, the 12 Beers of Christmas is coming to you in audio format uh, very much inspired by Miles um, Lambert at the Northeast Sipping Forecast, and he's twenty-four in twenty-four podcasts that he did. Uh, I thought I'd finally give um, these daily reviews a go and, and let you listen to me waffling on about beer for a bit. Um, so, a little bit of background about the the Twelve Beers of Christmas. Uh, it's five years old this year, and it basically started off as, as something I just used to do when I finished work for the year and until I went back in January and I would just drink beers that I had either bought specifically for the occasion or or that I'd been saving in my cellar Um, and as the years have gone on it's become more about buying beers literally for this occasion and and storing them in the cellar so as I say I've got a great lineup of of beers this year Uh, really looking forward to getting into them and really looking forward to sharing my thoughts with you all so, um, without further ado, uh, let's crack on and get into the 12 Beers of Christmas. On the first beer of Christmas, I love to see. Shepherd Neen Christmas Owl. So, this is beer number one in my 12 Beers of Christmas lineup. And I am joined by a familiar voice for this one, my, uh, my usual co host, Hello, Pickens. Hi, Martin. How are you doing? Not too bad, mate. It's been ages. <laughs> it has been ages. Um, so this is my first beer in, in my 12 beers of Christmas this, this so year.
1: So I'm, I'm, sharing, I'm sharing beer number one. You are indeed. Every um, time I say beer number one, I'm, try, I'm thinking of rhythm and bruise now, and they go, beer number
0: one. <laughs> with, with a woman's voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. you're in like an airport or something. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, so this is um Shepard Neem Christmas Hour. This is uh, a bottle from last year, so this is... 2016 edition which was um sent to me by shepherd neem last year it's a beer i've had a few times and i thought um so it is an annual release it's an annual release uh it's the same recipe every year and and it's been that way for about the last six years or so okay so they they don't change it they they don't change it Um, I don't even think it's bottle conditioned, so I'm not really sure what I was hoping for... By leaving it for a year. By leaving it for a year. So let's um, tuck let's it let's in. Let's find out. I'm go, cheers. It's typically chefs on the nose. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. Yeah,
1: but it's, um, it's got like a sweet aroma
0: to it. It's almost got the aroma of a, a, a very sweet barley wine. Yeah. Isn't it?
1: Quite, quite light. Yeah. It hasn't got that people who know Shepherd name the Shep's twang that's not so evident I don't think in the flavour I think at the back end when it's dry
0: yeah it's very sweet though mm. isn't it there's like loads of um, like raisin and fruit cake it, it has actually almost become like a barley wine yeah
1: I mean this is uh, so this is 7% like you say it doesn't appear to be sort of any uh, sort of bottle aging going on um, it's actually very dry then. end it is yeah but it's got um, I don't know it's that almost like a that sort of Christmas cake kind of flavour to it
0: but quite light quite drinkable actually it is and it's not this is the thing that I've always actually quite enjoyed with a Shepherd Neat Christmas Owl is that they, they haven't they haven't just thrown Christmas they haven't spice. just thrown in all the spices yeah. from the back of the cupboard
1: yeah. into it no it doesn't yeah. feel like they've done any of that it feels I wonder what they because you've had a few uh, other Shepherd Neat some of their specials every now and again haven't you yes this feels like they could have done a bigger version
0: I think they probably could do a bigger version of it I, I think they probably question whether there's a market for it though yeah, yeah. That, but, there but might but be it's it, more
1: as a limited run but yeah. I reckon the way this feels at the moment and you say it's a year old as well it feels like with a bit more alcohol in and then a bit more body then this would be actually just bring it up another couple of notches as well
0: imagine seven percent you're not you're not going to want to rush this are you no but i think you could because
1: it's it it hasn't got that uh it's not like say a bit uh, fuller's vintage owl hasn't got that thickness
0: no no it's, it is it is very light i mean let's let's see what the bottle says so the bottle says um a glowing amber winter owl with he- a heady fruity nose crystallized winter fruits combined with festive spicy hops on a platform of smooth warming alcohol notes even a refle- a refreshing, cleansing, hop
1: finish. I think they've got all of that right, and fortunately the bit about spicy, isn't there?
0: It's not, and I wonder whether that I, I do I do wonder whether that's eased off uh, over the year. Or even as, as I say, I've never really got a lot of spices from it in the past yeah. when I've when I've tried it anyway.
1: I can sort of um because I've never really tried doing it myself. Uh, I've done mulled cider at home and I've done mulled wine, mulled red wine, which I love doing at home because you can just make it the way you want it to be mm. without it being so cinnamon, for up another phrase. This feels like you could mull it.
0: I think so. And I did see um, the Owl Lady uh, had um, suggested she was going to mull... A, a, a beer for Christmas and I think Marsden's pointed her in the, in the direction of a recipe that they use OK, this feels like
1: you could yep. this kind of beer because it's got the good baseline for it it feels like you could do it
0: I, I abs- absolutely agree now, a little bit of background on, on the Shepherd name Christmas owl so they've been brewing it since the early 70s uh, in the bottle and for even longer in cask however, I did ask them if, if they knew how long and they said there's no one there that can quite remember back that far. I thought
1: you were going to say, could they send the a cask?
0: <laughs> yeah, um, available in cask during December and, and in bottles during December as well. Um, and like I say, for the last six years, it's been it's been this recipe. Would you mind this style bottle?
1: Try it on cask. I mean, I think it'd just bring a
0: extra bit of depth to
1: it. Yeah, it, it? it would do. I mean, if it, especially if it's exactly the same recipe, so if it's still a seven percent that extra bit of body from the cask and mm. you know whether you might think about chefs, sh- do know how to serve their cask and look after their cask yes um, even if it's not to everyone's palate uh, that would be nice to try uh, lunchtime beer maybe I should go back to the old Dr Butler's head 7% I have a, I'll have a two of those please yeah you're only going <laughs> to take one of those aren't you <laughs>
0: um, anyway let's, um, let's crack on and uh, enjoy the rest of this cheers, cheers.
2: On the second beer to be.
0: Elusive Brewing with Wild Weather Owl's Herman Toothrot. So um, this is a rum and raisin American Strong Owl um, It's well over a year old uh, as well And it's not the first time I've had it Which is why I um, managed to get hold of a second bottle And squirrel it away for this year's 12 beers of Christmas So um, I want to get into this um, because I've just poured it out of the bottle and it's looking really inviting so cheers oh it's lovely it's got a real sharp bitter boozy finish to it it's um, fairly soft around the edges um, I think a lot of the original flavourings in there have, have died off over the year or so that I've been selling this bottle um, now when I, when I had it last time it was uh December 2016. Um and it must have been uh pre-Essex bottle share because it was it was at the Owl House in Chelmsford. Um and I simply said it was well balanced rum and raisin ice cream fill and, and gave it four stars. Now it is a rum and raisin um strong owl, um and it has been made using um raisins that were soaked in um rum before they were put into the into the brew to impart their flavors um so and what what you've got here is is essentially at 7.6 percent something that's probably beginning to border on a barley wine i'd i'd suggest but at, at the time i remember i remember asking andy from from elusive brewing if if he thought the bottle would would age well and and hold for a bit and he did say he thought the hops would die off over time and the other flavors would come through and and from what i can remember it certainly didn't feel as 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 boozy or 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 strong as this but it's um it's an incredible beer i mean it's really tasty i'm just going to dive in for another another go at it oh yeah it's really it's really soft on the finish it's almost got a bit of a caramel feel to it as well um Hints of the sweetness from the raisin and and, and the rum maybe, but not overpowering. Re- really well balanced. Now, in, in terms of the name on this one, as as, as people will know, as fans of Andy's elusive broom will know. Most of his beers and artwork are uh, after um, Andy's 8-bit gaming obsession from his youth. And um, Herman Toothrot was a character that appeared in uh, a famous game called Monkey Island. Uh, he started off his life as, as, as a character called Horatio Horatio Talk Me- Media Marley. And he was a famous captain and adventurer who fell v- victim to the machinations of the evil pirate LeChuck L- during the leg- search for the legendary treasure of Big Whoop. Um, he later became known as Herman Toothrott after he lost his memory in an unfortunate accident, and he then lived as a the life of a hermit for several years on Monkey Island. So there you go, pub quiz fact, if ever you've wanted one. Um, I'm going to tuck into the rest of this beer. Um, it's one that I do hope we see again from Elusive, um, because you're certainly not going to be able to track this one down uh, again. Cheers. On the third beer. Atom Nuchin's star. Uh, this is a imperial... Stout um, with coffee and vanilla, twelve point six percent brewed last year. And I'm not reviewing this one alone this evening. I am joined by the motleyest crew you could have ever assembled before Christmas. Um, as we go around the table, immediately to my left, I've got Phil. Welcome, Phil. Hello, Steve. I find you on Twitter, mate.
2: Mate, I'm at the Great Cubio.
0: Okay. And next on my list is a man that needs very little introduction. He's on. He's on my list as Mike. But Mike, who are you on Twitter? Even Steve. even lads. I'm Sparky right? known for pointing at things and sort of strange videos today as well, apparently. And and general Twitter merriment. Well, (laughs) yes, we, I can. (laughs) Um, I'm then looking at Keith. Uh, Keith, welcome.
3: Hello. I am the littlest homebrew on Twitter.
0: Keith, and then finally, we've got Brian.
3: Yeah. Hi, Steve. I am either as legging boat or guzzler.
0: Just want to say a big thank you guys to, to giving up your time to review this beer with me. When, when we first put the 12 beers of Christmas together, it was great to see that a lot of us had the same beers. And when, when I first came up with the idea of actually podcasting this year, this year, I thought, wouldn't it be great if we could actually get some people reviewing the same beer at the same time? So, so, so that's what we've got here this evening. So we are drinking, as I said at the outset, Atom's Nutrient Star. It is last year's release. Uh, it's a bit of a beast of a beer. Um, I'm guessing that we've all already decanted it into our glasses because it was wax sealed as, as well. So um, cheers, guys. Let's get into this and then let's have a bit of a tasting session. Yep. Cheers, all. Yep. Cheers. Cheers, cheers, everyone. Cheers. OK. Anybody want to kick off with any initial thoughts?
3: Uh, yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised by the carbonation. It's now, this was lot... an issue, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a, mass- a massive problem last year. Uh, when it was first released, but I'm pleasantly surprised with how
0: mine's looking and tasting. So so have you got some life in yours that, then? Because yeah. I've, I've got to say, mine is as flat as a... Carton-headed ninny muggins. No, I
3: really have got... Um, and I'm flabbergasted because I've seen lots of reviews, even recently, saying it, as you say, flat as a...
4: Carton-headed ninny muggins.
3: Mine has got a semi-decent head on it. I'm pleasantly surprised. Because I wasn't expecting it. I was, I was ready to rip into this.
0: Well, I've got no head here at all. It,
2: mine, mine is flat as well. Must admit, mine's completely flat too. Although, I don't think it's any worse for that. It still tastes very nice.
0: It's, um, it's really smooth, isn't it? I, I, I'm not, I'm, I, I think maybe the lack of carbonation is aiding that smoothness a little bit, because I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting a massive boozy coffee hit off of it. That's the first thing I'm getting. Yeah.
2: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I quite like low-carb imperial stouts, though. I don't really mind it if it's not too carb.
0: I'd, i like, I think I like a little bit of life in them. I'd, I'd maybe like a little bit more than I've got in my glass tonight, so I think yeah. it would maybe lift it a little bit.
3: Yeah. I think I must have a rogue bottle, because <laughs> mine is really pleasant. I can't believe it because I was—I've never have not seen anybody review last year's and say I had any sort of head on it, but mine has got a, head, a slight head on it.
0: You're not drinking
3: <laughs> Guinness, you bro? No, I'm. Um, no, I promise <laughs> you, it's, uh, it's last year. I probably bought mine from the same place as Steve, Beer Central.
0: Yep, that's that's where mine came from. I think probably a lot of us got last year's bottle from there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and that um, that's the reason I didn't drink it last year, because loads of people were saying it was flat as a... Carton-headed ninny-muggins. But, yeah, mine <laughs> is... Uh, I am chuffed to bits with how mine is, to be honest. Completely lifeless. Uh, I tried pouring it from at least about two foot, um, <laughs> but, but that's absolutely nothing for it. Um, but, yeah, as you say, the, it doesn't really affect the aroma
0: at all. You just get masses of, uh, of roasted coffee out of it and vanilla. Is, is there not a worry with it being this easy um, because of the lack of carbonation at, at 12.6%? It, this could be very dangerous, couldn't it? Yeah, my, well, I'm yeah. sort of halfway through mine already. Like uh, you
3: say,
2: it is easy to drink. It's very pleasant. There is a bit of booziness to it, but it's nowhere near 12%.
0: No. Yeah, nice. you get you get the boozy warmth on the on 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 the initial mouth fill, and and then just a little bit around the edges as it goes down, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is it is a very big beer. It's all it's all yeah, it's,
3: a... it's all coffee, isn't it? You, coffee is sort
0: of forefront. Okay, so while while we're enjoying this a little bit more, um, a, a little bit of pub quiz knowledge for for everyone. Um, does anybody know what a neutron Star is made of?
4: Uh, well,
0: coffee, uh, chocolate. <laughs> No, so this is uh, this, this this is the the actual scientific definition of, of a neutron star. So the, um basically um, an atom, as as we know, and as, as if, if you go onto Atom Brewery's website, they they talk about the science of, of brewing, and that's what they're all about. Um, but uh, an atom is the smallest constituent unit of ordinary matter that has the properties of a chemical element. Every solid, liquid, gas, and plasma is composed of neutral or ionized atoms. However, with neutron stars, the basic models for these objects imply that neutron stars are composed entirely of neutrons, which are subatomic particles. Does this mean that neutrons can exist outside of an atom and that a neutron star isn't comprised of an element that is recognizable on the periodic table? Okay, so let's um, let's get some, some final thoughts on, on this beer then before we wrap up for today. Uh, we'll go in reverse order this time. So, so Brian, um, some closing remarks on the beer. I think it's a fantastic beer. Uh, loads
3: of coffee, dark chocolate and vanilla. Uh, I'm over the moon because I was expecting it to be flat as a... Carton-headed ninny muggins. So, I'm well chuffed. Excellent. Keith, any final thoughts? Yeah, no, it's a great beer. Um, lack of combination, I don't know, maybe makes it a bit sort of oily and cloying with the sweetness um but yeah no it it absolutely doesn't feel 12.6 percent.
0: that's for sure yeah that's that's exactly what i'm i'm thinking of it um sparky any 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 final thoughts Uh, mate yeah i i had one i bought two and i drank one sort of fresh last year um i thought it was a bit thin i was all the fuss about it i was a bit underwhelmed but it certainly improved to my memory over last over last year so uh yeah, very nice beer and, and you've managed to pick up a bottle um again of this year's one haven't you so yes. it'll be interesting when you drink that to see that the comparison particularly in terms of life i, I guess as to whether there's any more life in it yeah yeah probably do that till next
2: okay. year's uh, 12
0: beers Phil, finally and, and any final thoughts from you mate
2: um Like the coffee, glad it's more coffee than vanilla. Um, echo what other people have said that it doesn't drink 12.6 at all. Um, I think the lack of carb, I think a little bit of carb would help it, but I don't think it becomes a poor beer by having no carb. Um, definitely a good beer for 12 beers of Christmas.
0: Excellent. Well, it's, it's nice to get some some other voices on this rather than just mine and some 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 other thoughts on on a beer um, for, for this evening. Um, I shall uh, let you guys get back to your your evening's entertainment. I'd like to wish you all a merry Christmas and um, just say cheers. 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 cheers all cheers. On the fourth a Christmas, what you're looking to be. Promity Anniversary Owl 5, this is a Highland Whiskey Barrel Imperial Stout, uh, coming in at around, well bang on, 12%. Um, it's the 5th Anniversary Owl of the brewery, uh, it's an Imperial Stout that's been aged in port pipe barrels, once used for special Highland Whiskey, uh, packaged in 500ml bottles of wax sealed top. Um, I've got to say the wax wasn't too difficult to get through, quite an easy opener in, in terms of wax sealing. Um, straight into the glass on the nose, there's just you get the whiskey straight away. You get the warmth coming off of it. You get a little bit of a little bit of smoke, a little bit of peat in there, and lots of dark berries as well. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into this one. So, cheers! Oh God, it's smooth that's as well, smooth as anything. It's really rich. There's there's a rich chocolate feel to it. Those dark fruits are just coming through. There's there's hints of a roasted bitterness on the finish, and um, rounded off with just just the slightest hint of warmth. Um, not overpoweringly boozy. Um, I I think you could. You could easily drink this without knowing it was 12% and that's, that's quite worrying actually because it is a big 500ml bottle as well and um, after supping this without really realising the ABV you're going to know about it, I'll, I'll tell you that for sure. So a little bit of background on Cromarty. Um, it's a family business uh, consisting of Craig, Chap, and Jenny Middleton. Um, Craig uh, is the brewer who studied the science of brewing at Harriet Watt uh, and has worked in various breweries to gain valuable experience and during that cu- time he decided he wanted to get his own beers to market so in spring 2011 um, he actually took the step of, of buying into his own brewery and the first casks of their beer started rolling out on the 19th of December 2011 so um, just over six years um, to, to the day um, Small-scale brewing has always been popular in, 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 in Cromarty, um, so starting during the 17th century, uh, when much of the grain grown on local farms would be malted for owl. In 1744, there were no fewer than 25 brewers operating in the area. Um, the original brewery was established by George and Alexander Ross around 1790, and is situated close to a burn at the east extremity of Cromarty. Um, the original brewery f- faced financial difficulties Back in the early 1820s, and production came to an end eventually in 1850. So there's quite a quite a steeped history um, in terms of the brewery name. Um, I've got to say it's it's a brewery that I, I I don't really see a lot of their beers, so I don't really get to try a lot of their beers. But when I when I saw this one pop up probably about a year ago now a year ago now actually on 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 beer central it it was one that i actually definitely had to have in my box um i'm just going to dive back in just for another taste of it oh it just remains just ridiculously drinkable carbonation is very very light on it although it is maintaining a beautifully off-white sort of beige head to it as it goes down the glass uh there's just enough life in it to really lift all of the flavors um and, and to really bring it all together into to to, to, to this kind of uh, this, this finale in your mouth that is just just dark fruits and 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 chocolate oh it's it's, it's just incredible i can't i can hardly describe how good it is um, now what I thought tonight I'd do tonight is just to uh, have a little bit of a roundup of of what some of the other folks are drinking as well on, on the 12 beers of Christmas. So we've got Beer Geek at Beer Geek Blog. Um, day 4, drinking a Cascade Cranberry. So this has been barrel aged for 7 months with cranberries, hibiscus, orange peel and cinnamon. Um, loads of cranberry, nicely sour, lots of oak too. Not getting much hibiscus which is probably for the best. The cinnamon is there but very well balanced. Um, Paul Willies at PS Willies. Um, day 4, drinking a Tuttle, Smoke on the Porter, Fire in the Rye. Uh, chilly heat building up quite a bit and it's really quite warming. Cat Sewell, who's coming to the end of her 12 beers of Christmas now, but once again uh, a great supporter in Cat. Um, she's on the, the, the Almasty Imperial Stout and it's delicious. Lots of forest fruits and maple syrup with a twang on the finish. Um, lovely viscosity to it too would pay attention on Twitter again and that's that's in reaction to basically Cat was saying that she bought this because of the reaction it got on on Twitter Dave Nyston at UK Catch fan after missing last night I'm catching up tonight with beers number three and four for my 12 beers of Christmas first up he's drinking a quad uh, this is a Fig and Rye Belgian Quad from Whiplash. Uh, Getting a lot of the rye and a nice thin mouthfeel, but big and boozy. Not a patch on a true Belgian quad though. Um, And then we've got uh, Rach at Look at Brew. Uh, That thing when you discover nearly a year later that you really should have bought more than one bottle. So she's drinking an Elderberry Stout by Guile 59 Brew. Uh, And it's heavenly jammy fruit, rich chocolate, smooth mouthfeel and a little spice to finish perfection as as far as Rach was concerned there. So um, great to see loads of people just getting involved in 12 beers Christmas again. Um, Everybody drinking their own beers, giving their own thoughts and just just really having a good time. So um, I'm going to sit back and chill out for the rest of the evening with the rest of this cromity anniversary owl. It is stunning. Um, not sure whether this is sort of an annual thing they do, but if, if they do a, a sixth version of this, I'd definitely say pick one up. Cheers. On the
2: fifth, beer. Christmas, my true love to be. Weird
0: Beard Sadako. Uh, this is a red wine barrel aged <laughs> Imperial Stout that I'm drinking tonight, and I'm really looking forward to this one. And once again, I, I'm not alone for this review. This time I'm joined by the Owl Lady. Welcome.
5: Thank you very much,
0: Stephen. Uh, now we are drinking slightly different variants of this beer, aren't we?
5: We are. Yes. You were saying yours is a red wine barrel aged, whereas mine is just an imperial stout,
0: okay. very simple. And yours is a little bit older as well, isn't it? Yeah, mine was bottled.
5: Uh, was about six months before yours? July sixteen.
0: I'm I'm wondering if the one that you've got is is the one that we did when we did the first opinions on films because we we did the basic um, we did the basic version back then.
5: Oh, maybe it
0: is. That that might that might be uh from around the same sort of time. Anyway, enough chatter about it because I'm desperate to get into this beer. Me too. It's
5: um, late uh, and it's yeah. Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. You
0: got nice face. Now, now that makes me think even more that it is the same one that we had before because ours was very very lively and it took really? a long time to die down, yeah. It is. It's not it, it
5: doesn't seem it's not big bubbles it's not like big fizzy vicious bubbles that are spiky it looks like quite a smooth dense head it was just very lively and it had a hefty fizz when i opened it as well a nice you know one of the very satisfying ones
0: yeah yeah it's good good to see that it's held well in the bottle yeah yeah so
5: so, so what are you are you able to get into the flavors yet or Yeah, have a minute. Stop talking for a second. I might be able to take a second. Are, are you still working away <laughs> through the head? <laughs> I'll get there. Ronald's currently drying my legs off.
0: Oh, he likes a bit of MP stout, does he? He loves,
5: he prefers dark beers to Kales. Um, And let's just say
0: for the listeners at home um, that Ronald is your dog, isn't he? He is, sorry,
5: <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I haven't got a, a, a gentleman caller licking my legs, <laughs> although I wouldn't complain if he was wearing a kilt. Um, right. Oh gosh, that's got a lot of sweetness in. Wow. Wow. Oh. You know, from the nose, I was expecting berries, but I'm not getting berries. I'm getting almost um, syrupy honey. I can't remember what it was saying about it, but it does. <laughs> Gosh, and there's coffee in there. Ooh. And a hell of a mouthfeel as well. It's really coating my mouth. That's lovely.
0: I'm I'm picking up a lot of the same. From from mine and as as I say I can I can recall back to having that base version of it and thinking what an incredible beer it was and and then I saw a red wine barrel version go go on on sale and I was like I must have that I must give that a go and um, and I've got to say I'm getting a lot of the same flavours but then there's just a little bit more there, there's a little bit more a bit more dryness at the end of this one maybe not quite so sweet it's got a very sweet nose but on the finish not quite so much.
5: Do you think it's, is it adding tannins to it? Are you getting that sort of tea, tannin sort of claret um, yes. drawing in of the mouth? Yeah. Mm. That would be interesting on the end of this, actually, because, I mean, I, I like this. This is, not it's not overly sweet. It's not like, it's nothing as sweet as something, say, like stay puffed or anything like that. It's more, um, you know, when you get a, a natural, a natural sweetener, like honey or agave nectar or something like that versus white sugar. Yeah. It's, it's got that natural sweetness, so it's not sickly. It doesn't feel like my teeth are going furry or anything like that. It's just an absolutely delicious, luxurious flavour. Yeah.
0: Well, as, as you said at the outset, it does. It does say on the label they've used honey and molasses in in there, as as well as ten different malts, oats, and fresh coffee beans, which is is a combination made in heaven for uh, for me.
5: That's amazing. Do you know when we embarked on this? I thought because we're starting so late i'm never going to finish these 75 meals tonight but do you know what i might just do that yeah it's quite
0: quite easy <laughs> to get through i think it's very um, boorish
5: what while we're just working through this just
0: a little bit of background on the beer um from from weird beard so they first brewed this in july 2014 um and it was their first imperial stout and basically um it was only in the brewery for about four months That They didn't want it hanging around too long and they wanted to get it out into into the public's hands. Um, But ever since they've brewed subsequent batches, they've always held a little bit back and and then put it in a range of different barrels. So in addition to the, the red wine barrel that I'm enjoying, there are also versions of this in Heaven Hill, Jack Daniels, Jim Beam and tequila barrels. Um, and I think I've also seen a rum barrel version as well. So uh, they are expanding the, the range of Sadako every year. Uh, also, interestingly, it also appears on their um, brew schedule at least three times a year. And when it when it is brewed, you know it's been brewed because uh, they also put out a batch of Dark Koffler, um which comes out of the same brew day. Um, so, so just some so, so little beer facts there, as, as I've been giving everybody throughout the 12 beers of Christmas. Done a, they've
5: done a tequila one.
2: Yeah.
5: wow that would yeah. be interesting because i tried that i can't remember where i tried it i think it was from um, the livington beer company i tried a, a mezcal beer i'm not you may know who it was it's, it's i honestly can't recall who it was and that was actually surprising delicious i didn't think it worked. So i'm not a huge fan of tequila but it was delicious um and it that had a as you were saying about the red wine it's got that dryness cutting through it the tequila i wouldn't say it's dry but it's got that distinctive flavor that would automatically cut through any sweetness that's there so that would be fascinating yeah I, I can't I think
0: I've maybe only had a tequila barrel aged beer maybe once or twice and um, yeah because tequila is a big flavor mm. on, on its own isn't it And I, I guess it has to be treated quite carefully so it doesn't become overpowering yeah,
5: it's. I mean it's yeah I mean personally I don't like it but it does when you mix it with other things, it seems to come into its own. Or it, it certainly adds something. Yeah. Uh, it's like cloves are horrible by themselves, but stick them in red wine and they are delicious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so let's um let's just get some final thoughts on the beer then. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I've still got a massive glass full to, to go, uh, which I am going to enjoy over the rest of Christmas Eve. Uh, also, Santa Claus is a very lucky man because he's getting a little glass of this pod for him tonight when he comes to mine.
5: Isn't he um, lucky?
0: Yes. So hopefully he'll be uh, very grateful for that. Um, what, what are your final thoughts on this? Final thoughts on this are, oh, I
5: thought it was going to be, I was expecting good things, but it's remarkably easy to drink. It's it's frightingly easy to drink, and I think that tomorrow, when I am doing my own Santa Claus bit, I might be a bit wobbly um, <laughs> because I'm going to finish the whole bottle tonight. It's delicious.
0: Yeah, this this isn't one that you can keep, is it? You're going to have to no, do this in one no. sitting um just just on the red wine version i'm getting massive coffee bitter notes on, on on the finish of it um and and yeah like like you mentioned earlier it's it's coat in the mouth it's very it's very thick it's got kind of almost a bit of an oily feel to it but then there are some of those tannins coming through from the red wine and and you are just getting that lovely kind of dark bittersweet chocolate dark fruits finish to it as well it's just so well balanced just, just a real incredible beer. I am, I'm really going to enjoy drinking the rest of this this evening. Um, thank you for
5: having me, Steve. This will be absolutely delicious. Uh, thanks
0: for coming on. Thanks for joining in in the fun. Have a very merry Christmas.
5: And you, my lovely. Cheers. Cheers to
0: you! me. Truman's London Keeper. Um, Happy Christmas! It's Christmas Day, and as you might be able to tell, uh, I've been on the beer for the majority of the day. Um, so we're going to try and keep this one quick tonight. Although this is, is quite an important beer to, to to be honest. This was um a beer that featured in my first ever 12 beers of christmas back in 2013. Uh, I picked up two bottles back then and and this one's been aging for a bit so uh, we'll come on to what I thought about it back then and and what I thought about it today shortly. Uh, A little bit of background on the beer. Um, So this is an 1880 double export stout coming in at eight percent. Only 2000 bottles of this were, were produced Each 750ml bottle has been hand-signed and finished in ivory wax. It will improve and develop in the bottle for up to a decade and provide a lasting reminder of the opening of the new brewery and, and the start of a great chapter. Uh, in Truman's history. So um, this was the first Truman's beer to be brewed in London for 24 years and they wanted to make sure it was something special, Uh, a beer that linked the old brewery to the new and showcased the quality of the owl that they could produce. After hours looking through the guile books at the London Metropolitan Archive, they came up with Truman's London Keeper, which was based on the recipe for the double export stout. Um, It was intriguing for them because it was brewed back then with American hops so despite their modern popularity american hops were only used in the 19th century when the uk hop harvest failed how the times have changed they eh? uh Willamette and sterling were selected due to their similarity to older hop varieties and suitability for the style so that's that's a little bit about the beer um, now as i said i i featured this back in 2013 and back then um there were a lot of people that were saying that uh the beer simply wasn't ready and it needed a few years just to um, just to balance out a little bit. So um, I, I picked up on that when I first reviewed it. And I, I didn't think it was all that great back in, in 2013. And I did think it needed a few few years to develop. So um, it was the first time I'd ever cracked a wax seal bottle. Uh, and I, I wrote that very little aroma comes from the bottle. It pours really smooth with light carbonation and a small cream white head. On the first taste, it's all light smooth with a hint of roasted coffee and there's a hint of blackberries in there. Um, One of the easiest stouts I've ever drunk. In no way heavy going, really doesn't taste like a stout. Um, As as I'm closing in on the end of the bottle, I'm getting piney hops on the aroma and new flavours were emerging. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd put the other bottle away. And here we are, sort of five years down the line. Um, And I've cracked the second bottle uh, today. Now, the, the wax seal was still an absolute bastard to get off of the bottle. Um, although I didn't, didn't go for the sensible route of just pulling the the, the, the rope that, that was attached to it to break it. I tried to cut into it and it took me about five minutes to cut into it. Um, on the nose, there are initial deep roast malt flavours. Some hints of coffee in there. Um, only real light hints though. Um, it's a little bit thin, to, to be honest, for the eight percent and the the time that's had on it, it's had on it. I would have hoped for something a bit thicker, um, but there's still loads of life in this bottle. It's still really lively, and and still gives a good feel in the mouth. Um, a little bit of chocolate and vanilla in there as well um and and maybe um there's a very light bit of finish as well to to it that helps it go down it certainly took me a while to get through it this this evening um but that's to be expected i suppose for the size of the bottle now i, I wasn't alone on on drinking this beer today so so my um my co-host martin had had this beer today as well so he he and michelle were drinking it today Um, Martin's thoughts were that it was smooth toffee licorice coming to mind not quite as thick a mouthfeel as expected but very easy to drink Uh, a session feel but 8% not sessionable Uh, and looking forward to finishing the bottle off with Michelle Uh, and then Michelle added to that beautiful mouthfeel of initial taste that is just wow so smooth and hints of toffee and caramel doesn't drink like an 8% and gets even better as it warms in the glass so very very similar views there Um, and I will just um, finish today's little recording by um, saying massive congrats to Martin and Michelle who uh, Martin popped the question this morning um, and uh, Michelle said yes so uh, I couldn't be happier for the pair of them uh, and I do wish them the very best for the future Um, so I hope everyone's had a great Christmas day Cheers. On the seventh beer. Christmas, my love, to be. Cloudwater collaboration with Tool, All, uh, Christmas Cake Imperial Stout. Now, this was the release from last year, so this is the, the standard version. 11.8% um, beer in a big 750ml bottle. Um, I'm going to dive straight into this one. I mean, straight away on the nose, it's it's all the christmas cake in 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 a liquid format in in a glass there's a boozy edge to it and there's almost a little bit of the um just a little bit of the marzipan and the icing in there as well so i'm i'm going to give this a little go Mm. okay what i'm going to say is it's first off it's velvety smooth it It really is easy to drink there's the, the, the carbonation is soft um but it's enough to lift all of the flavors There's a slight bitterness on the finish, but it's not overpowering but it is it is full of festive spices so you've got you've got nutmeg cinnamon cloves in there you you may be picking up some of the raisins and sultanas some of the dried fruit that would have gone into that as well um which I've got to say, sadly, I'm. I don't like that. Uh, I mean, I love Christmas cake. Um, I really do. And as as far as does this do what it says on the label? Absolutely, completely, and utterly, it is a Christmas cake imperial stout um but it's maybe just a little bit heavy on the spices for me um and i don't know whether whether maybe giving it a little bit longer in the cellar would have would have helped it out a, a bit or not um i suppose we'll never know uh, although i have ordered uh a bottle of the barrel aged version of, of this so i might give that one a couple of years before it appears in in my 12 beers of christmas um so tonight boxing day let's just have a, a little bit of a roundup see what other people are drinking today so we've got Garth C at Garth C C sixty eight is on the even more cocoa Jesus from Evil Twin, and he says from the more is more school of brewing very little subtlety involved heavy duty impy flavors and a chunk of coconut don't get so much of the maple possibly overall it's hard not to like. Um, we've got um, Joe at Fatal Glass who is on the Mills Brewing and Oliver Cider. Amazing Foxbick, uh and his New Year's resolution is tracked down their latest collab. Uh, Joe's also been writing um, daily blogs for the 12 Years of Christmas. Make sure you check those out at the um, Fatal thefatalglassofbeer.blogspot.co.uk. Uh, we'll also be in the show notes, but make sure you give Joe's reviews a read. Uh, someone else who's been um, blogging on a daily basis is Paul Willies at PS Willies. Uh, and today he's been drinking um, Jester King beer Das Wunderkind um, and you can check out his reviews on at Abday Abday Ab, de Southwick um, again link in the show notes if you want to have a read of, of what Paul's been saying um, Dracuba uh, at Dracuba is is on the weird beard uh, Rye Smile uh, which he says is caramel and toffee with an earthy spice slightly spicy finish um, and James at Gammon Baron, also enjoying the Cloudwater Christmas Imperial cake stout today. Uh, and then finally Rach at Look at Brew. Um, she's on to a strong barley wine today. Uh, it's gone bad though full of marmite character. It should be robust enough to carry it, but I think the sink might be finishing it for me to be honest. Uh, we never like it when that happens with a beer uh, but she's powering through um, so yeah again just um, just really want to say uh, everybody that's getting involved in the 12 beers of Christmas you're really making it what it is this year and and actually it's making me want to come back and do these daily reviews so I'm just going to um, give the, the Christmas cake and Imperial Stout a final go yeah again you know you, you can't fault this beer all the flavors are in there it's big and bold it's got a lovely warming boozy finish um but just just for me I, I i could drink it and drink it and drink it and drink it but i don't think i'm ever going to get to grips with those those flavors being in a beer great beer though I, I, like i say can't fault it um just really not for my palate um so cheers Stuart Brewing Elysium One. Now this uh, brings to the end uh, a bit of a three-year love affair with with this series of beers. Um, Three of them were released back in 2015, uh, all under the heading of the Elysium series, uh, One, Two and Three. Uh, Number one, uh, the one I'm going to be drinking this evening, was aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, Number two was aged in um, straight up uh, eyed malt whiskey casks and number three was aged in eyed cherry barrels uh, and then mixed with the uh, Scotch malt whiskey barrels so, so I've had them over the last couple of years really enjoyable little beers beautiful looking bottle wax seal um, nice little uh, label on a string um, really look the piece um, I'm looking forward to getting into this one. So I'm going to dive into this one. Then I'm going to have a little look back at the the, the previous year's drinks. Cheers. Oh. Wow. There's um hardly any carbonation in there. There's, there's a little bit just in the background, but it's it's very, very light. Um, not sure whether that's because it's died off over the, the, the couple of years or not. Um, it, it tastes... It it literally tastes like bourbon and coke though. Um, it's there, there's there's hardly any bitterness or, or or warmth on the finish. There's no big roasted notes. It's just a really soft finish. Um, really really kind of tickles around the tongue. On on the nose there's 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 hints of coke in there as well. There's a little bit like um, there's there's a strange aroma in there that I can't I can't quite pick up like like wood almost um it's a little off putting. i've got i've got to say the aroma okay so let's um let's just look back over the last last couple of years of this thing. so like say uh the three of them were released together in 2015 um i did the two in in 2015 which was the space hide malt edition um and and then i thought of that one um dark fruits vanilla hints of chocolate Uh, gives way to a full-bodied finish with dark bit of chocolate three which I did last year um, benefits from um, I I thought it benefited from the flavors of both of the barrels had had some dark fruits in there again a little bit of wine and a hint of coffee in last year's one Um, and like I say this year's one maybe not quite living up to to the standards of the previous two years um, but i felt as though that out of the three this would one would be the one that aged the the, the better um, so let's have a little bit of background on stewart brewing so they were founded in 2004 by Stephen joe stewart and it's edinburgh's local independent brewery um they employ 25 employees who work across a range of departments from retail to production they began with a lineup of three car scales and have obviously extended to keg um, and cask beers and, and beers in bottles as well. I've got to say, I don't, I don't really see or, or get to drink a lot of Stuart Brewing, but I am um, glad I bought these because it's it's enabled me to kind of you know feature them over the last three years. Um, I'm just going to have a have another go on this. See if I can get any anything different from in there. no it's it's still just coming across like not like bourbon and coke um like i say it's which is which is a little bit dangerous because it's it's 11.5%, it's, it's a big old beer, um, but there's, there's really no warmth or, or or bitterness or big roasted notes at the finish. It's, re- it's going to be really easy to drink, um, which I, I think maybe I was hoping for a, a little bit more of a challenge, a little bit thicker, that sort of thing. Um, quick round-up of, of today's um, other beers that are being drunk by by people across the 12 beers of Christmas. So we've got um, Michelle at Ginger Daniels um, who's on the Thornbridge Days of Creation. Uh, delicious sour with a sharp bite and raspberries in the taste. Still as delicious as before. Um, we've also got at look at Brew who is on the uh, Fuller's 2006 Impy Stout. And that's uh, just the ticket for her tonight, she goes on to say. Uh, Garth C uh, at Garth C.C. C. 68 is on the Fuller's Vintage 2015. Um, and then we've got uh what else have we got here so um we've got the littlest homebrew at littlest homebrew uh time to ring out the cheese as he settles down in front of the lego batman movie to drink the brewery's arrow sour in the rye Um, so again a lot of great beers being drunk across the 12 beers of christmas uh again today uh, we are closing in to the final third uh, of this year's run. Uh, and, and I'm looking forward to enjoying my last four beers or so with you. Um, so on that note, I'm going to say Cheers. Brouwerge de Abd van Sixtus, uh, Vest-Valerten Ab 12. So uh, that's one for pronunciation fans there um, that love how we pronounce Belgian styles and Belgian breweries. So yeah, basically drinking the iconic Westy 12. And once again, I'm not alone. Uh, I'm joined this evening by Joe from um, At The Fatal Glass. Hi, Joe. How are you doing?
4: Right, good, thanks. Yeah. Good thanks. to be here
0: thanks for joining me for this review um i think we're just going to dive straight into the beer and give our thoughts on it yep so i've, I've got to say out front I'm, I'm currently struggling with any aromas because i'm fighting a bit of a cold but i am getting some decent flavors off of that so um i think i'll let you let you lead with any aromas that you were picking up on it
4: yeah i have to say i didn't get a really strong aroma from it um it smells. If anything, my bottle smells a little bit uh, musty. It doesn't actually smell that nice. Um, it's a few couple of years old. This bottle, um, but yeah, the flavour is um, is pretty intense straight away. Um, yeah, I thought it's quite. I'm a little ahead of you here because I opened it just before uh, we started. But I thought the on the first sip, it was really boozy um i've ha- after a couple more sips that's sort of dying off it's got a sort of pleasant background warmth to it it's a bit overwhelming at first but that's sort of dying off now and there's a lot of kind of dried fruit and um cola and kind of caramel a bit sweet but a little bit uh a little bit bitter on the back end as well I think i'm yeah. really enjoying it
0: I've got to say, I, I can agree with you on most of those flavours. I'm maybe picking up a little bit of um, bitter dark chocolate in mm-hmm. in there
4: as well. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, in the finish.
0: I, I, and I think we're um, we're quite close, aren't we, in terms of uh, our, our batches of the bottles here? Because mine mine's got a best before date. I think it is of of the eighteenth of December two thousand and seventeen.
4: Okay, yeah. So, mine's yours is a little bit older than mine. Then I think so. My best before is the twenty sixth of March, eighteen.
0: Okay. I so think,
4: I think they put three years on it.
0: So fairly close then. In in yeah, in, in yeah, terms a few months, of in it. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, as I said at the outset, this this beer does indeed have legendary status, as it is. Um, I think it's still acknowledged as maybe not the best beer in the world, but certainly one of the best beers in in the world Um, it's been brewed for for many years in in the um in the monastery in belgium and and until 1992 uh, it was being brewed by the, the nearby saint bernard who used to use the name saint sixtus for it Um, however, there was a bit of a falling out between the two, uh, the two breweries and and ended up with, uh, neither of them being able to use that name and having to change the beer. Now, there are some suggestions that the, that the St. Sixtus beer is, is now actually a better beer than this one. Do you have any thoughts on that, Joe?
4: Is that, the, is that the one that's now St. Bernardus 12? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have had that before. Um, I don't remember it that well, to be honest. I'm sure it was really nice, but I, I haven't had it recently enough to compare them. Um, St. Bernardus, in general, their whole range is very, very good. So uh, even if it's not a sort of direct comparison, I'm sure it's a great beer.
0: Yeah, and of, of course, this beer is quite, it's quite tough to get hold of. Um, commercially, because you're not you're not supposed to be able to buy it anywhere other than the brewery, are you? But p- people do find ways and yeah. means of getting their hands on 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 this particular beer.
4: Yeah, where did you get yours from?
0: Uh, I got mine from an online store.
4: <laughs> that, that it uh, You're not going to say <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
4: no. I'll, I'll,
0: well, no, maybe maybe not. Just in case, uh, yeah, in case yeah. going back to them. But it was it was literally maybe three Christmases ago that this popped up. On, on their store. And I was like, oh, in fact, all three of them po- popped up the the, the 68 yeah. and the 12. And I, I bought them all uh, at the time because I was like, obviously they're so revered and, and yeah. held in such a status that I actually wanted to, to, to give them a go. And I think I made the decision to do this one this year because I had seen a lot of people talking about sweet spots and that sort of thing. And if you let it get too old, it maybe loses a lot of the characteristics.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen similar things. I think, um, Oddly enough it seems to sort of lose body over the years so if you, you know, the real sort of vintage bottles that people hold on to for a really long time uh, can be a bit disappointing apparently. Not that I'd have the willpower to leave it that long anyway.
0: To, to be fair, I don't think I would because I've I've only had a couple of sips of it and I'm really enjoying it. It's, yeah, uh,
4: it's beautiful. Yeah, it
0: certainly doesn't drink anywhere near the uh, the twelve percent ABV that, that that goes along with it. So I, I think it's one that is, is definitely a should, should should be a sipper.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I'm just going to – because we've had a couple of other folks drink this uh, during the 12 beers of Christmas, so I just wanted to pick up on their thoughts as well. So um, at the Littlest Homebrew, managed to get his hands on a crate of 24 of these early last year. Um, This is the 8th he's opened, and it seems to change each time. Still pours with a decent head, nice carbonation to it. This time I got a hit of stewed dark fruits and a brandy-like booze. The taste is complex to say the least sweet boozy forest fruits – dark chocolate licorice it's one you can find a new flavor with every mouthful and just want to savor um so some some interesting views obviously picking up uh, a, a few similar characteristics to what we yeah, had definitely that's a good um, view it, it's, it's just really detailed yeah yeah and and then tonight uh, a friend of the show um clayton at clayfish has, has opened up a bottle as well um Uh, It's been hanging around, waiting for an occasion to drink it. Uh, Fuck the occasion. Let's dig into this dried fruit and caramel monster. Notes of honey interlaced with dark fruit and leather with a sting of alcohol in the towel. So I I think there's a lot of characteristics in there very similar to what we're picking up.
4: Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: obviously they, they, they can't be you know for it, for it to be able to be that consistent across what would seem to be so many different batches. obviously, the monks know what they're doing when they're brewing this
4: they must do yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> um, so 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 now joe you've been um you've been blogging that the Twelve is of Christmas issue, and I've been enjoying reading your blogs um every day um, what I, what how do you approach it on? kind of doing I suppose it's almost a review every day isn't it?
4: Yeah um, well part of the reason that I I wanted to do it I did it last year as well um, was because this is a a time of year where I have got a bit of time on my hands um, and I don't uh, in the past couple of years I've been quite busy and I haven't blogged as much as I would like to Uh, so while I've got a bit of time on my hands I've kind of enjoyed the sort of discipline of doing the review every day uh, you know, I don't it doesn't have to be any set length or anything like that. It can just be whatever I want it to be. Um, so, yeah, it's not always easy. I mean, right, sitting down to write a review on Christmas Day is maybe some people would say a little bit sad, but, <laughs> but I did it. Uh, there are times, obviously, where like you know, you might be out or something, and I, I can't actually post it on the day, but I just kind of catch up with two the next day or something. Um, but for me, it's just a really, yeah, a really good opportunity to get some stuff up on my blog, get writing again, blow the cobwebs off while I've got a bit of time in my hands and um, clear the backlog a bit, clear some of those beers that I've been meaning to get round to, but just haven't really had the opportunity to. So it's great fun great. for that.
0: Great stuff. And, and where where do people, um, and when we, I'm going to put a link in the show notes so people can click through, uh, but where do people find your blog? Where, where, where do they follow you on Twitter?
4: So uh, on Twitter it's at Fatal Glass and the blog is called the Fatal Glass of Beer. So it's uh, the Fatal Glass of Beer and,
0: and what's what's the background to the name there?
4: It's um, <laughs> it's the name of uh, an old um, W C Fields silent film, like a silent comedy. Oh, okay. Um, which sort of um, me and my friends used to joke about it. Basically, when I was at uni, we were supposed to watch this film and uh, the, uh in a kind of screening and the dvd didn't work so all we had was the the name the facial glass of beer we never saw the film that went with it and we sort of uh joke around guessing what that might be about whether it's you know that, the the pint that you order at last orders or whatever it was what 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 is the facial glass of beer um and then when i was thinking of names for the blog i was thinking of kind of you know the uh those sort of formative beers that get you really interested and get you suckered into sort of being a, a beer geek. And I was thinking of that as being the fatal glass of beer, so that's where it comes from. And if it's a rubbish name for a blog, because if you Google it, all you get is this WC Fields film. <laughs> my blog's on about the tenth phase, so it was a mistake. <laughs>
0: uh, oh well, you, you, you live and learn. Yeah. Um, let's let's get some final tasting notes then. Then on <clears> the <throat> beer, um, what what are you picking up?
4: Honestly, more of the same, but it's really sort of harmonious. It's like for some really big flavours, it's actually quite easy drinking. And um, it's got such a sort of depth of flavour to it. Um, It's not kind of, it's not all big spiky booze. It's got so many kind of subtleties to it. Uh, That's what I'm really enjoying about it. I can see why it has got such a good reputation because it is really, you know, it just demands your attention, I think.
0: I completely agree. It's incredibly well balanced. Uh, that the flavors all work, as you say, they all work together. I, I am picking up quite a nice uh, on the finish now. I'm getting more of the red fruits and the boozy red fruits as well, and it is yeah, leading to yeah. a nice warming finish. And yeah, and brandy
4: was a good call. Can't remember the guy's uh, yeah. name now, but yeah, definitely brandy. That sort of um, you know that warmy warm feeling in the chest. That yes. Kind of yeah,
0: very much so. I'm I'm gutted I've only got the one bottle. I might have to go and start start searching this out now and uh grabbing grab a few more bottles of this, I think.
4: Yeah. I'm lucky <laughs> to I've actually got another one. Um, oh. Not for tonight, although I am tempted.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it could be one of those that you could end up sessioning without, without even really realizing it.
4: Yeah, that'd be quite quite decadent, but it could
0: yeah. Uh, anyway, Joe, brilliant. Thanks, thanks for joining us on the review. Uh, re- a lot, really Steve. appreciate it, um, and all the best for the new year, mate. Cheers. You
4: thanks
2: a lot.
6: Yeah.
0: Thornbridge Hall Sour Brown, um, another beer that has appeared previously on the Twelve Beers of Christmas, um, and once again, I'm pleased to say I'm not reviewing tonight's beer alone. I am joined by Miles from the North East Sipping Forecast. Miles, welcome.
6: Good evening, Steve. How are we doing? I'm,
0: I'm very well. I'm struggling, but I'm, I'm I'm carrying on like like the trooper I am. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're drinking the same beer this evening, aren't we? Um, because we we were both uh, lucky enough to get a bottle of this when we visited Thornbridge earlier on in the year. Yes,
6: it seems incredibly appropriate for us to be reviewing this beer together. Um, it, it, it does indeed, yeah.
0: Shall we? Um, I, I'm not sure about you because I've obviously had this before, and the last time I had it, it was a bit of a gusher. So mm-hmm. I took a lot of care opening it tonight. I've, I've had no gushing, um, yeah. but I have had a big head um, that, that, I've, that yeah. has only just settled down on
6: the glass. Yes, same same experience. I, I knew it was I was expecting it to gush, so I uh, suitably chilled it in nature's fridge all day and um, i did get an initial quite a a big head foreman but actually it's settled into looking like a lovely beer now so it is it is yeah should we uh should we talk
0: about it no more and give it a taste cheers pal definitely
6: cheers Mm. i've
0: I've got to say the first thing that strikes me is it isn't overly sour
6: no no it it feels quite rounded Um, yeah there's, a, there's, there's certainly a sour edge to the cherries coming through, more of a um, a raisin sultana flavour to it than anything else. I would suggest. Um, I think the, the sourness has probably drawn that out more than anything else, in my opinion.
0: Mm. I think I agree with what you're saying. There. You certainly pick up the. Um, probably the cherries is the dominant fr- flavour. There's a there's mm. a bit of almost a bit of dark chocolate bitterness at the end of it as as well yeah um and like like i say there's yeah there's a hint of sourness in there uh probably more so on the nose than than on the flavor i i, I
6: would say mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> the, the, the nose again and a lot of cherry i'm not i'm not detecting any rhubarb which is supposedly in there but
0: Yeah, well, I mean, description on the box is, um, so it's a classic brown ale, lightly bittered with styrian golden hops, matured in burgundy wine casks with rhubarb, morello cherries and raspberries. The beer pours a deep brown with aromas of red berries. Um, So I I certainly can't argue with the last part
6: of that description. Mm, Not at all. Um, It's uh, it's Still, I'm getting a lot of of effervescence off it. And I think... (laughs) I I'd get a few more of those flavors coming through.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but the, the, I've got like really, really tight little rounded bubbles all around yeah. the edge of the glass, almost like yeah. tiny frog spawn.
6: Yes. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs>
0: and it's, it's still coming up from the bottom of the glass as well. So it's, it's, it's a proper lively beer. I mean, considering it's been in the bottle for what? The, the, the date on the box is 2013. So it's, it's been in the bottle for, for, for a good four years now as, as well
6: um it's meant to be a sign of having fruit fruit in the beer you get an awful lot of um, secondary fermentation in the bottle um which is probably what's what's driven that
0: yeah i was um that was on your most recent podcast wasn't it uh, one one of the fellas was talking about just throwing raspberries into a into a beer without watching them
6: yes yeah that was the, that was the one
0: yeah yeah so so you're obviously w- well versed in that discussion already mate <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so just just looking back I uh this is the second time I've done this as part of the 12 beers of Christmas so I did it in 2014 um and uh, t- ironically Uh, did it on the 10th day back then as Ah. as well. So there must be something about the number 10 in this beer. Um, What I said about it back then was that uh, the aroma is instant and all over the kitchen It's that tartness that you come to expect from sour but amplified by dark berries. It's like someone's poured a bag of Haribo Tang fastics into my glass and then doused them in beer. There's cherry up front and the finish (laughs) is perfectly balanced, bitterness laced with a hint of chocolate. So it looks like the flavours are still there. Um, I I then went on to say this beer is so refreshing and easy to drink. It's almost like drinking cherry Coke and it just keeps getting better as it warms, as the red wine barrels that it's been aged in begin to shine through the final flavours. So um, considering back in 2014, I hadn't really been into reviewing beer for that long.
6: I'm, I'm actually quite happy with that review compared to how the beer tastes now. I would say that's a pretty solid description of what we're getting now, to be honest with you. Um, it's if it's anything really changed much, no. It, it's quite impressive.
0: Yeah, yeah. So as as I said at the outset, we we uh, got this when we visited Thornbridge uh, earlier on in the year. Um, which which again, just going back to to your last podcast, you you certainly c- cited as one of your highlights in in of,
6: of the year. Um, yeah. Now- the the day we spent at Thornbridge was like it was it was unbelievable. They bent over backwards for us. They couldn't have done. Also, Thornbridge is so fascinating as a setup. Yeah, and um, the, for for example, the it's a, it's a huge system, but you can it it's it's the logic is so sim, simplicity itself. You've got the the malt grain, at, at the malt store, wall through the, the 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 brewing area, fermentation area, bottling area. It it makes a lot of sense. There's a, a forest of fermenters <laughs> which is, is quite yep. Quite a sight. But the the, the whole and, and plus they've got a big barrel storeroom now as well, haven't they? Yes, yes. And they're constantly expanding. Um, the the ideas that they want to be branching out into other other areas and things. It's just it's lovely to see a vibrant business like that. But it's also beer as well, you know. It's a really, really interesting day, that.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, like I say, you know, it was, for, for us it was a great experience. Um, we got really looked after by the guys at Thornbridge, and you, you know we got to go up and see the original brewery up up at Thornbridge Hall. Yes, um, got got to go and meet Flora, the the, yeah. the iconic statue that that sits on the front of all of their bottles, um, and to, to boot, the, the weather was glorious as
6: well. It it was perfect. It was it was perfect to be strolling around. I mean, Thornbridge Hall is such an impressive building. A beautiful oh, absolutely yeah. beautiful ground
0: well, obviously you know we got the, the the full-on vip treatment at the brewery as well and got to we got to wear the red high visits yes. um, you know properly looked after well but yeah certainly one that sticks in the memory and i think they're ours now aren't they uh i, I think so i think they're there for us whenever we want to visit yeah to, to just go and have a wander around <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah let's um a little, little bit more about the beer then um because like i said i mean we did we did get this as as part of the package and I, certainly when i saw it in in the box i was like yeah that's probably going in the 12 beers of christmas um it's is it changing much in in the glass for you or are you still getting pretty much the same from it
6: well the effervescent is so so you get a lot more of the the body of the beer and um, the texture is is changing but I think that's just bringing out more of those raisin notes from the malt. Um, for me, I don't know about you?
0: I, I think I'm probably um, probably getting more of the sweetness from the cherry coming through now. Um, I mean, it's yeah. probably like yours. It's it's very cold at, at the moment as well. Yes, and I've I've only got about half of the bottle in my glass at the moment. I don't know whether the other half of the bottle, as it warms uh, over the sort of period yeah. of drinking it, whether those flavours will come out even more.
6: It's a nice big five hundred ml
0: bottle as well. So <laughs> yes, yeah. I should, ideally, should be one for sharing, but maybe not at this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Miles, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about the the northeast sipping forecast because um, basically, this twelve beers of Christmas podcast was inspired by your mammoth efforts of of doing twenty four beer reviews in one day <laughs> that that you then released over a period of of twenty four days. And I thought, well, if well, if he can do it, I'm sure I can manage twelve reviews. Um but you've you've recently just um shuffled up the format a little bit, haven't you? And you you've you've bought in a new lineup for the podcast?
6: Yes. Shuffled pack a bit. To be honest with the um the driver for it was that um the we started out with this premise of of me who I've been into BBR for years. Rob who I used to work with um is just get, starting to get into beer, and him and him and I were and and he was starting to ask me about and i was like let's make this a podcast don't know where i got that idea from but uh we 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 developed that um over a few episodes but what we found was the two of us to sit down was difficult and um it was it was becoming all the more awkward for us to because he's very busy i'm very busy but of what we've decided to do was expand the people who are involved in the podcast. So there's now the four of us, which means that um, from one show to the next, be a different group of, of people on the podcast itself. So you get a different dynamic each week and things. So um, the conversations will be sort of things. And it's just that people with different areas of expertise different levels of of knowledge and background and it just makes for a really nice uh, a variation but most of all we all know each other um rob knows uh ross and chris from other things we've done on the on the past and it makes we just sit around the table and chat basically um you know <laughs> it makes it very easy just sitting opening a few beers and bit of a chat about them but uh yeah well,
0: well beer is that great social lubricant isn't it as, as definitely people. so definitely. so yeah i mean i've, I've just finished listening to the, the, the episode that you put out on christmas day uh and yeah I, I think the dynamic of having four people involved in it has certainly changed what you're doing and it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over time as yeah. as, as well um but what, yeah. what would the um, result I'll put a link to, to, to the, the podcast in the show notes. So if, if people aren't already listening and if they're not, then shame on them because they should already be listening. Um, they'll be able to click <laughs> through and, and find where you're at and, and give you a listen. Perfect. Excellent. We welcome any feedback. Yeah. You you, you can't improve without feedback, good or bad. That's, that's the way I've always looked De- at it. Definitely. Um, right. Let's get some final
6: thoughts on this beer
0: before we wrap up then. Um, I'm guessing not too much is going to have changed
6: no effervescent i want that to settle i want to get the beer behind it but um yeah I'm, I'm i'm enjoying it it feels very much appropriate for this time of year um like sour it's more of a a fruitiness to to, to the beer than, than than it being particularly sour interesting that it's a brown ale beneath it all rather than a
2: sour.
6: that that works for that for that fruit as well so
0: Oh, absolutely. It just, it just all balances out perfectly. I mean, I, I'm probably the opposite of you in terms of the effervescence the essence that's in it. I'm quite enjoying that because it's, it's tickling my throat and it's, it's soothing it at the same time, <laughs> which, is, which is exactly what I need uh, right now. So, but yeah, I, I am looking, to, looking forward to see how it develops because this isn't one that I'm going to rush. Probably going to be finishing this over the next hour. It'll be interesting to see what it, it feels like at the end of that hour. Yeah, it's not one to rush, I would suggest. No, absolutely not. Well, well look, Miles. I, I really appreciate you giving up some time, mate. Um, all the best for the new year, uh, and, and I'm sure we'll be enjoying a beer or two in, in 2018. Definitely.
6: yes to that. All Cheers, up. mate.
2: Beer.
0: Adnams, both barrels. Now, this is a beer that I've had a few times this year, and it's excited me ever since it was released. It's, um, it's Brawl Tide. But not as you know it. So this is coming straight from the label. It's complex in both aromas and flavours. Thanks to six years oak ageing in barrels once used to mature bourbon. This unique beer has notes of toasted vanilla oaks, cherries and hints of whiskey with fruity rhubarb tang. The palate is rich with a combination of both sweet raisins and bitter cherries. So this was released by Adnams back in February. Um, It comes in at a hefty 10%. But before I get into that, um, for no scientific reason other than i love the beer and i wanted to do it as a as kind of a baseline i've also got the original broadside here tonight so this is adnams bottled broadside um so this is 6.3 percent this is the strong original uh and as people will know this is slightly stronger than the version that you can buy uh in in pubs on cask so i'm going to give this a go first uh like i say no scientific reasoning behind it other than i love the beer i mean yeah it's just i I, i've said this many times about broadside it's rich it's it's fruity it's it's almost um it's like drinking a fruitcake um it's it's absolutely gorgeous um so now i've got 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 a little bit of that in 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 my palate um let's move on to to the both barrels oh i mean on the nose that's just like you you get in the you get in the bourbon there straight away um there are hints of vanilla. You, you do catch, you catch just a little bit of the original broadside. Yeah, It's not overpowering, but it's there. Um, so I'm going to get into this. Cheers. Oh, Wow. That has become so smooth in the, what, 10, 10 months or so since it was released. Um, I mean, I'm picking up the, the, the bourbon's there it's it's not it's it's a slightly warming finish it's not overly booze. it's incredibly barren there is the sweetness of cherries in there as, as well maybe a hint of vanilla a hint of dark chocolate on the finish um, but it all comes together absolutely beautifully now i just want to go back over my previous check-ins on this one so the first time I had it was was back on on the tenth of February uh, this year, um, and what I said about it then was it's actually perfect. A subtle hint of the original Bullside, covered in sweet cherries, with a warming bourbon finish. Um, we then featured it on um, a show as as well. We featured it on episode twenty six of Opinions, um, which was all about geekery. Um, again really enjoyed it that was quite close that was back in March and then the next time I had it was in September so a full six months on Um, and I said at that time I thought it had become all about the cherries now it was sweet with a tart finish well, I think it's changed in the bottle again now. And I think the, the, the bourbon characteristics are coming through. Um, you do get the sweetness of the cherries, um, but it is a beautifully tangy finish. Um, and it's uh, it's got to be said, it's ridiculously drinkable for 10% as well. I'm just going to go back in for one more sip. Oh yeah, that's, that's good. Um, that's a real... That's a real end of evening beer, as as well. It's 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 one you'd go to. Um to, to, to kind of finish your nights drinking on. Um, it's, it's actually lovely. There's, there's not too much more I can add to that. It's, it's, it's an incredible beer. I believe Adnams are, uh, are bringing this out now as an annual release, so I look look forward to seeing it every year and seeing if it, if it changes every year as well. Um, so we've just got the one more beer to go, uh, and I'll look forward to, to giving that a go and um, finishing this year's uh, 12 Beers of Christmas Uh, tomorrow so cheers five points old greg's barley wine now i've saved myself a bit of a treat for the last beer this year Um, This was bottled on the 29th of January 2014, so it's almost four years old. Um, Special edition annual beer, 12 months in the making, uh, made with Challenger Target and EKG hops. And I believe this is from the very first batch that Five Points brewed of Old Greg's Barley Wine. Um, To add a little bit more nostalgia to to this, um, from what I understand from Five Points directly, it's also brewed uh, every New Year's Eve, so it seems quite fitting to be doing it. This evening. Um, so um, let's get straight into the beer then. On the nose, there's a lovely kind of boozy sort of soft whoa, soft fruits in there, some maybe some some berries. Let's let's give it a taste. Well, there's a challenging flavour in there. There's some real deep, earthy, woody notes. It's a little bit of burnt rubber in there uh, as well, which I know isn't a great indicator sometimes. It's lightly carbonated, um, big bitterness, maybe a little bit more bitterness than I'd hoped for in a barley wine. Um, But yeah, some some interesting flavors going on now. I'm just just gonna give that another go because I'm not, not really sure what I'm getting from that. Maybe a little bit of orange in there. Um, some real light citrus notes, really dominated by that earthy woody feel to it, though. So I'm gonna say off the bat, I'm, I'm really grateful to, to friend of the show Pete McCarey, who uh, I think it was the first time I ever met Pete, sort of four years back, um, was was to get a bottle of this from him that, that he had bought from me, and he, he he never asked me for for the money for it, just gave me the beer and said just just have this have this one on me, and and I've been good friends with Pete ever since. So thanks a lot, Pete, for for giving us the beer. It's been Lovely to be able to save it for so long and and then to to be able to give it a go on on what is a fairly special occasion. So, we we are at the end of uh, my 12 beers of Christmas now. I I, I do hope that you've um, enjoyed these these little reviews of beers that I've been doing. Um, I do just want to take a moment. to to thank everybody who's got involved this year because it's been a long list of people um, getting involved through uh, Instagram and through Twitter. Um, but what I'm going to do is I've I've managed I've, I've been going through the hashtag on Twitter and and I think I've got everybody in in into a list on Twitter. So I do just want to take a moment just to uh, just to name check everybody individually. So just bear with me here. So we've got. Bottle Monkey at bottle, score, but bottle Underscore Monkey. Central at Centur Underscore Al. Drunk Guys Book Club at Drunk Guys BC. All About Dat at Daisy Underscore Turnel. The Littlest Homebrew at Littlest Homebrew. Sean as a Service at Sarasi Underscore 22. Minister of Food and Drink at The Underscore M-O-F-A-D. Beer Geek at Beer Geek, Beer Geek, Beer Geek Blog. That's a tough one to say after a few beers, I can tell you. Um, Joe at Fatal Glass, Baby Reviews at Baby Reviews, The Owl Lady at The Owl Lady, Russell Boutique at Russ Boutique, 300 Times Long Past at 300 Pound Cyclist, Rach at Look At Brew, Garth C at Garth C C68, Dougie at Geo Underscore Dougie. Sean Smith at Plimshawn, Bubbles at Bubbles Brew. Dave Hewitt at Dave DJ Techno. Um, my co-host, uh, Beer is the Answer, at mjpo 7 Bruce Ritchie at Ritchie2706. James at Gammon Baron, with some of the best pictures um, that have been shared this year, uh, coming from James. Uh, Gareth at Barrel Age Leeds. Dave Nyston at UK Caps Fan. Claypot Xmas Porridge at Clayfish. Joe Hill at Multipex Ranked. Will at Longmate. PK at The Great cubby Glenn Johnson at St. Glenn. Son of a Gun at Son of a Gun. Michelle Daniels at Ginger Daniels 13. Ryan D at TBAH underscore Ryan. Guzzler at Laggin underscore Boat. Jack Uber at Jack Uber. Mark the Gasman at Mark the Gasman. Paul Willies at PS Willies. Optimus, Ho 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 at Sparky Right, Grandad Greg at Greg1954, Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert, Catsville at Katrina's and Aggie at Final Frog. Thank you to every single one of you for getting involved this year. Um, 12 Beers of Christmas really brings together a community over the festive period and it's great to see what people are drinking and sharing and it really wouldn't work without you guys getting involved in that I'm really sorry if I've missed anybody off the list Um, what I am going to do is include a a link in the show notes to that Twitter list so you can subscribe to the list and see what those folk are up to and you can maybe go through the list and follow those that you don't currently already follow so let's take one final taste of the final beer of the 12 beers of Christmas and I'll give you my thoughts before we finish Still hints of that kind of burnt, earthy woodiness going on. A little bit more of the fruits coming through now. Um I think I think my palate just needed to adjust to it a little bit. Um it's certainly a beer, probably four years in in, in the making and, and and worth waiting those four years for. That's that, that's that's to be sure. I'm gonna look forward to, to finishing this off over the rest of the evening. So um just before I do finish. What's coming next? What can you ne- expect next from her So in a couple of weeks' time, you're going to get the um, that the Stone Brewing special that I recorded when I went out to Stone in Berlin, and and that's with their master brewer Thomas Terrell. Uh, and then we'll be back with the full opinions show um, towards the end of January, um, where we're we're hoping to bring some some new features, some new, new views on things. But we'll keep be keeping the same level of audience engagement, and of course the the, the topical opinions discussions going on. Um, I do just want to say thank you to every single person that's engaged in one of our polls this year everybody that's chatted to us on Twitter everybody that's come up and chatted to us in real life when we've, we've been out and about and, and most of all to every single person that listens and engages with the show L- literally without you guys um, we are nothing and, and we are very very grateful for that so uh, all that's left for me to do is to wish every single one of you a happy new year all the best for 2018 and I look forward to sharing many more beers with you cheers <laughs> It's the most wonderful time for a beer. The bonfire's burning. Our heads will be turning on Christmas this year. It's the most wonderful time.